25 to 6. It is a Drive with Peter Vlaus and Kim Hagdorn as we look at some of the issues in the AFL. As we know, no games this weekend, but we'll return to the norm next week. Now, we will be broadcasting the first final on Thursday between Brisbane and Richmond. So there won't be any drive program next Thursday. So Haggers, I've got him, I've twisted his arm. He'll come in on Wednesday to preview the uh, AFL finals. So you wouldn't want to miss the preview because all four games just offer yeah. so much, don't they? We'll yeah. go through and we'll do matchups and, and whether exactly. if the Bulldogs are going to be able to, I think free, right now, I think Fremantle can beat the Bulldogs week one here. So that's that Saturday night, Saturday evening here, and it's the last game of the weekend, the the four finals. Yeah. I, I, right now, I think West uh, Fremantle is good enough to beat the Western Bulldogs. The Bulldogs changed their game to how they got beaten by Fremantle weeks ago, just a few weeks ago, and then it could create something pretty challenging for Fremantle with the way Fremantle are going to want to play their attacking game. Mm. The Bulldogs are going to want to play their attacking game. I think Fremantle have a better attacking group, better attacking game to finish with scores than the Bulldogs because the Bulldogs just just bomb the ball just so concerningly. And if they bomb the ball like they did against Fremantle just three weeks ago, Again, the likes of Pierce and Ryan and Cox and the run out from Clark we'll just, we'll just and pick Young. Them off. They'll just pick them yeah. off. Yeah. So right now I think Fremantle uh, is ahead of the Bulldogs, but the Bulldogs have got two weeks. Instead of rushed into this week, they've got two weeks to work on. They would have to change the way they've played, uh, particularly with the way they're finishing at toward goal, towards the likes of Norton and, and Bruce yeah. expecting for Waitman to crumb because it's not working well enough for the Bulldogs to be able to beat Fremantle. I reckon it's going to be a nervy night for Frio supporters. Don't worry about that. Oh, yeah. I reckon it's going to be a close one. I think Frio hopefully will get up, but I think it'll be a nervy night. Mm. Now, Haggers, mm. what's the latest with Luke well, Jackson here? West Coast have apparently increased intensity in the chase for Luke Jackson. So it's not done and dusted at the Dockers, it appears. It, well, my understanding is that th- this movement that I've just heard about this afternoon is causing quite some concern at Fremantle because Jackson, we know he's only 20, doesn't turn 20, 21 until September during the finals, late into the finals. So he's been linked with the move to Fremantle on a whopping deal and we've all been across it for, for many, many weeks to the extent where I, I felt it was a done deal. He's coming to Fremantle. Fremantle. But we've always known that West Coast were going to sit back. And that whopping deal has been talked about as, as around about $1.2 to $1.4 million a year for up to six or seven years that Fremantle have talked about. But West Coast have apparently increased their offer in recent days by $200,000 a year to Luke Jackson. Now, the other thing that we've been right across for many weeks, Peter, is that West Coast have the draft picks that Melbourne will be more willing to deal mm. with West Coast so if West Coast can convince Luke Jackson, well, if you want to go home or come home, here's our offer. It is now bigger than Fremantle's, and we've got what Melbourne need. We've got pick number two, pick number 20, pick number 26. We've got next year's first-round pick. We've got a lot more than Fremantle can offer your team, Melbourne, which is pick 14 and 74 right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, 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 it's going to hot up. West Coast are not out of the race for Luke Jackson. I'm still like you. I'm still more convinced that he's locked in. He's, he wants to go to Fremantle. And I also continue to hear that not many players are keen to go to West Coast because they expect West Coast, the, the competition-wide, except from the, within the four walls of Lane Park, 
expect West Coast to be down for some period of time. They don't think they can rebound next year all that quickly. And, and even the coach has given us that indication in, in just a recent interview that he has conducted that it's going to take a little bit of time. That's self-preservation on Adam oh, Simpson's part, isn't and it? And that's the first time I've heard him say that. It's the first time I've heard him say that. He said that about this season. They will get better as the season goes on after the bye. They didn't get that much better. They were a bit more competitive. They didn't cop 100-point hammerings, but they only won one game, and that was against Essendon. But he said just in the last week or so that it may take a little bit of time to get where a lot of people expect us to be. And that, to me, is someone that knows, well, I've locked into all these old blokes. There's too many of them going on. Mm. I mean, and, and we I haven't got enough young cattle to come up yet. Hang on. But also lack of confidence in what they've got there to whatever they get. We just touched on it. They, they get pick number two. They get pick number 20. They get pick number 26. Those three kids should all be picked to play league football from round one next year. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, it's a Sam Walsh. It's a Luke Jackson. Whoever they take a pick number two, he starts next year or they haven't picked the right kid. Now, they... To me, if they're talking about, oh, it could take a bit longer than what we what we initially started to indicate, then they're not that confident that the, in the program that can hurry these kids along, nor the program to help the likes of Natanui and Hearn and Redden and Shuey to stand up to the rigours of AFL with the way it's been played now, which West Coast couldn't cope with this year. Because one thing you did say regarding Natanui, you did say a couple of weeks ago, once he gets over this operation, he'll be straight back in the pre-season. Now, that's been confirmed. He could start running in a couple of weeks' time. And so he should. Yeah. I did read we're running in three or four weeks' time. Now, if he's not running for three or four weeks' time, then that's a bit more work done on that left knee than what we've been indicated. They've said it was just a, a bit of a trim-up. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a minor surgery. If it's minor, then he's back in a couple of weeks. And also then start with a dietitian, a program that trims about 15 kilos off him as You're well. You were saying 11 last week. Oh, I said 11 to <laughs> eh? <laughs> no, I've, no, no, I've said 15 to 20. Uh, but West Coast lost 27 of their last 31 games. Since the bye in round 14 in June last year, Peter, an average losing margin of 46 points. They lost 11 games before the bye this year. So they were one win and 11 losses before the bye this year at an average losing margin of 64 points. Mm. So Adam Simpson was right. They were better after the bye because after the bye, they only lost nine out of 10 (laughs) at an average losing margin of 33 points. So they did improve marginally. All right. So they've got a couple of weeks of the waffle. They've got their uh, John Worsfold medal count tomorrow night. We expect Tom Barrist, of course, to take it off as uh, is expected. So what will we see in a couple of weeks' time when they look at their list? There surely is going to be a bit of movement with their list. As we know, the experienced campaigners will be there, but the next tier, the likes of Petricelli, the likes of O'Neill, the likes of Rotham and all those, that they'll be the ones that under the microscope, and I'll see a few of them actually are going to have a run in the WAFL side. Oh, there's about side. 15 going back. And the biggest two names of that for mine are Josh Rotham, back to the waffle, and Bailey Williams. I'm a little bit surprised yeah, that Bailey surprised. Williams is being sent back, uh, I must say. But, uh, look, I continue to hear that Josh, Josh Rotham is seriously considering seeking a trade. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we'll see much of that while they're still playing in the waffle. So that's this Saturday, the following weekend. Then, surely, uh, then, then we'll start to see a little bit of movement on the, uh, from the West Coast Eagles list. But I, I wouldn't suspect a lot, Peter, because they've got the four or five draft picks they hopefully get someone through the preseason draft, which they might not, because if their list is full, and it's going to be full of all these old blokes, there's not going to be a lot of movement. So Kennedy and Shepard go off the list. 
not too many, so three or four others. Yeah. Uh, so if jo- if Rotham moved, for instance, a bit of whisper because yep. uh, our producer is pretty well connected at West Perth, and I've heard, yeah, he's pretty keen to look at other opportunities. It appears that now nah, so there's some some murmurs that Collingwood might be interested in Josh Rotham, possibly. Oh, let's, let's hope he goes because yeah. the kid needs yeah. the kid needs someone that's willing to perhaps show a bit more faith in him than what Adam Simpson has with uh, with with Rotham, for instance. I mean, he's not been, a bad he's, club to go to. Either. No, <laughs> no with the where they're at, they're going to yeah. stay about the place. Um, and I suppose as he'd be versatile enough to get play, I suppose third defender, running midfielder. Uh, he also running gives him a bit forward. of depth, mate. Yeah, and you'll yeah. know. And he's been at West end. Coast for six years, so Josh Rotham needs to say to Adam Simpson, "Am I going to get better treatment next year and play a lot more, or should I look somewhere else?" Yeah, I, I'm not look sure. Look him in the eye, make him say yeah, to you where you I'm stand. Not, I'm not convinced with what Adam Simpson said a few weeks ago that possibly he could be in his plans. He just did say a few weeks ago he's got a lot of work to do. Well, hang on, he's been there six years. <laughs> he's been there six years. What have you done with him? Anyway, uh, we're going to take our final break, Hags. I need to talk to you about some other issues as well. Uh, what's happening at Essendon? And also, uh, the, the Zorko situation has taken an interesting twist today. I'm just wondering how that's going to impact on Melbourne. We'll have to wait and see. And as I said, any other issues you'd like to bring up, give us your thoughts. Uh, 0487 736 736 or the Scarborough 2 out of open line 13 12 55.